sometimes things aren't always the way that they seem. Sometimes that you you can't believe your eyes when you see some things, and you get very scared. Sometimes you think there's a haunted doll in your house, but really, it's just your grandma. Sometimes two white people talk about movies for too long. I submit to the consideration of the Midnight Society a story I like to call No Nerds Allowed. You can cut that out if you want to. You just made the most horrifying sound. Anyway, I'm Jackson McMurray. I'm Alan McMurray. <laughs> and this is the Halloween special of Dead Nerds Allowed. So welcome to our spooktacular spook fest. So I've done I've done something on YouTube today that I feel like I need to confess to. Oh, uh, okay. Did you commit um, some internet crimes? <laughs> no, Are so you imprisoned for YouTuber crimes? I uh, I went onto my YouTube channel today and I got a little survey from YouTube, not the kind uh-huh. that it like does for ads, but like one I've never seen before, where it brought up one of our podcasts that I guess I had listened to part of on my regular channel. Yeah. That I just use for like personal use. Yeah. Um, and it was like, hey, how did you like this video? And how would you describe it? I was like, oh, five stars. Best video ever. <laughs> best I found video it, I've ever I seen. I found it informative and entertaining and funny. <laughs> and I'd hit sand and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, YouTube. Screwed up your whole algorithm. I've, have you ever seen that before? Has it ever I, given you a little prompt to like rate a video you just watched? Yeah, it does. I get that. I get that on the desktop. Did you get it on your iPhone? No, just on my computer. Yeah, on the desktop. It's like, did you like this video or did you just watch it? And sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I, I just watched it. I just watched it. <laughs> I did it. I did enjoy it. I was right. there for it, though. I've Yeah, I've never seen that before. Yeah. Uh, cool story. Um, <laughs> so this is the first in our um, Halloween series of episodes, right? Our Ooh. October spooktacular. Every time you do that, you peek your mic out of line. I need you to be careful. Right. I know I don't. I can every hear it. I, okay. Every time I go, ooh. Oh, maybe you're just resonating with the innards of the microphone. Probably. Whatever. Um, Am I resonating just, with your innards? Just, just be careful is all I'm saying. Just God, please. God, please. Um, so every week in October, we're going to do a, a spooky movie. One of them is going to... You know what? I won't even spoil it. I'll let you be surprised be by what kind of spooky movie we do. Not every week. Every day. It's Oh, daily podcasts? Are we committing to every, that? No. What? <laughs> I forgot that I say we weekly. do... I say that we do daily podcasts in October. God. We pick 31 scary movies and we just let it roll, baby. Well, we, we've already fucked up because it's uh, October 4th. And, we'll do 26 uh, episodes in October. We're going to have okay, some days great. off. We've already used up all of our days off, but still. Well, sorry, Jimmy. We're not going on that Christmas vacation. 
<laughs> you know what I'm gonna do actually super quick is I'm gonna turn off my thermostat because I turned it up to fairly high, but now it's like a little too warm, so I'm gonna remedy that. It's freaking cold in my house. Okay, well I can't hear you because I'm gonna leave and go fix my thermostat. Okay, can you hear me now? Hey, future Jackson, this is the part where I eat some more pita because you're not in the room. Oh, we can talk about my snake, my little snaky boy yeah. that I got. Um, a few days ago, not a few days ago, like a week ago now. I've actually, I I'm think I've chewing. recorded a podcast. Hey, I'm chewing very loudly. Do you want to <laughs> No, not really, actually. Um, I drove all the way to Yakima to a Petco and I bought a snake and I put him in a little box and I drove him all the way back and he seemed very stressed out by being in a car for 45 minutes, but it's fine. Yep. Um, he's yeah, good I, now. I, I would be too. Um, <laughs> being in a car for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle it. <laughs> but now he's back. He's a little corn snake, and his name is Joaquin. And Like Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, just like that. I named him after him, my role model. Yeah. Um, have you seen that, like, Twitter thing that was going around? Where, like, there was this interview that somebody on the Joker crew did where they were like mm-hmm. yeah sometimes when it got like really really intense and like people would kind of get frustrated because it's like it's a difficult it's a difficult part you know mm-hmm. and like sometimes when he would get frustrated and things weren't going right Joaquin would just sort of like walk off the set and we'd all have to and we'd we'd know what was up and we'd kind of wait for him and he'd be back within five or ten minutes and we'd get going again it was like literally all it was and for some reason, people reacted to that like he was, like, this tremendous diva. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone was like, oh, my God, I'm so tired of this kind of behavior from actors. It's just a movie or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. this isn't even that big of a deal. He, like, he no, got frustrated with something. He needed to reset the energy. He left for a minute, took a walk, and came back. It's not that huge of a deal. It's because we've all got PTSD from Jared Leto Joker, where he was, right. like, trying to get into the character, but, like, in an insincere way, and would just, like, put rats in people's lunches. <laughs> right. I was just like, <laughs> I'm Jared Leto. I'm just like, Joker. I don't know, I guess we're just all so ready to, like, jump down anyone playing the Joker's throat for anything that's not, like, absolute You're not Heath Ledger, who are you? Yeah. It's like, How I don't know, sometimes that happens in a movie. It. Sometimes you gotta take a second and come back. It's okay. It's okay, Joaquin. We got you. <laughs> I support you, Joaquin. We're on your side, Joaquin. Hashtag hey, guess what? I'm also stand. officially writing a, a review of Joker for the yeah. CWU newspaper this week, so yeah. I'll let you know how that goes, because that, that could be a lot. <laughs> I was about to say you're watching it today, so you have to tell me how it is, because I'm not going to be able to see it for a little well, bit. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you and everybody in the world how it is, because I'm going to publish a review in a newspaper. Well, how about you have a regular human conversation with me, because I don't go to your college. No, you have to read my work. It'll be online, I think. I'm new to the newspaper, and I don't know if it's online or not, but I think it probably will be. Who's to say? <laughs> we got to get the energy up a little bit. I yeah, I know, like I know, I know, I know. Like I know, we're dragging. I'm in a weird mood. Yell. Uh, <laughs> no, turn away from the microphone and yell. You're home alone. Do it. <laughs> no, the robbers are going to get me. <laughs> uh, Louder. No. Why not? Because <laughs> I don't want to. You're a damn coward. See, that's the thing that happens in all those movies where there's like a drill sergeant and they want and they like yell at you because they want you to like get mad back at them and like prove right. them wrong. But that doesn't work on me. I just be like, fuck you, bye. Like, <laughs> fuck you. 
stop. I'd be like, you want to get up? And I'm like, no, I'm going to lay down here. I'm going to live here now. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not a maggot. I'm a person. <laughs> I'm a person. Can you, can you hear that super loud plane? Yeah, I do. I love super loud planes. Yeah. Speaking of super loud planes, The Conjuring. It's, it's, Hold on. yeah. If like I, the, if like I the could ethereal plane. The like the ghostly plane. If I could describe The Conjuring in one word, it would be loud. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not a good word, but. That, I, but it's not a loud movie. It's a very it's quiet not. movie most <laughs> of the time. The about it. That's what sucks about it is how quiet it is. Yeah, it's a very quiet movie. Um. So this movie, The Conjuring, which is the movie we chose to do this week, um, I don't know how I'm editing what we did before. I don't know if we mentioned that or not. Yeah, I don't know but how the fuck you're going to edit this. It's so. fine. It'll all be good. It's Godspeed, perfect. Jackson. The Conjuring is sort of like the the high watermark for like studio horror movies right now. Mm-hmm. Like everything that's like sort of a campy, high budget horror film sort of gets like judged against the conjuring like the conjuring is like the top the top tier and it's usually a sequel to the conjuring also (laughs) that i mean yeah also just generally speaking it's usually somehow related to the conjuring so yeah but that's the thing that blumhouse has been doing lately which is that they literally they'll just like buy like spec scripts like unproduced horror scripts Mm -hmm. like curse of la llorona for example and just be like, and then like, at the very end, make one of the characters' names be the same as the name of somebody who was an extra in The Conjuring, and they're yeah, like part is- of the Conjuring universe. Yeah, this is this is a Conjuring movie now. Surprise, <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah, the um the because I was gonna say the nun, which is a movie that everybody hates, but I still kind of like, and I will defend it. Um, okay. It has a stupid tie into The Conjuring. I mean, besides the fact that it's based on a character from The Conjuring. But, like, in terms of them, like, trying to tie it into the actual events. Like, universe, yeah. Yeah, one of the characters, one of the, like, main characters of the movie, like, goes home at the end. And then over the credits, they're just like, and then remember that guy from The Conjuring that the Warrens talked about who killed himself because he didn't have any family? That was him. And you're like, (laughs) oh, okay, cool. I liked him, so that sucks, but whatever. (laughs) Glad glad we'll never see him in any movie (laughs) ever again. Thanks, The Conjuring. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this movie, and yeah, like, The Conjuring <laughs> franchise is just like, it's one of those things that I was really invested in for a hot second and then quickly yeah. became really uninvested in. Because, like, so they had The Conjuring, and then after yeah. that was Annabelle, and everybody hated oh, I Annabelle. Thought it was, I thought that was The Conjuring 2. Nope, after Annabelle is The Conjuring 2, which everybody liked, but not as much as the first one. I like The Conjuring 2 better than The Conjuring 1, personally, but whatever. Oh, you're one of those. I am one of those. And then Annabelle Creation came out, and it was actually pretty good, and it, like, surprised everybody. Um, Why is Annabelle just, like, the most famous haunted doll on the planet? Like, what? Like, have you ever, like, just, like, stopped and looked up her story? Because it's really stupid. Well, yeah, it's, she's, like, a Raggedy Ann doll in real life. Yeah, well, okay, first of all... Right, that Raggedy Ann doll is, like, 10 billion times scarier than that, like, super cliche haunted doll that they use that looks I like... I don't think so. What are you talking about? That stupid doll that they have looks like they went to Spirit of Halloween and bought the first haunted doll 
thing that they you, you don't think you don't think that the Annabelle as a prop as a design is scary at all. No, I just think it's it's just it's obvious, you know. It's like oh, we <laughs> okay. bought we bought this creepy doll, isn't it scary? And it's like Fair yeah, enough. wow. But Raggedy Ann dolls are like scary in this like old fashioned like homemade way. Like they're they're spooky, and I'm mad that she's not just a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, I don't know. That would have been an interesting sort of direction to take it. I don't know. I well, wonder it would if also that's... make it feel more real because, like, a lot of people in the seventies had Raggedy Ann dolls. No one right. has this haunted doll in their house because it's so <laughs> obviously right. evil. I wonder if Raggedy Ann is copyrighted. I don't. Well, because Raggedy Ann was one of those things because it was the seventies. They were like, build your own Raggedy Ann, and like moms right. would just like make Raggedy Ann dolls. So I don't. Well, think it was so. like even older than that. Yeah. Um, somebody See, mo- patented. The design in 1915, it looks like. That's that's old. Okay, let's see. This is a super uninteresting tangent, but just a sec. No, I, I think it's interesting. The character was created in 1915 as a doll and was introduced to the public in the 1918 book Raggedy Ann Stories. Wow. When a Man. doll was marketed with the book, the concept had great success and a sequel, Raggedy Ann. Andy stories introduced the character wow. of her brother Raggedy Andy. Yeah, so it's like mom had those giant Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy dolls that were in our basement for a very long time. <laughs> right. Oh, here we go. Here's some good stuff. Further characters such as beloved Belindy and a black mammy doll were featured as dolls in oh, the characters. Oh no. Oh whoops. Oh right, yeah, no. I like beloved Belindy a lot. Yeah, that's my new nickname. I wanna I wanna go to Comic Con dressed as beloved Belindy. Is it is it is is it a racist depiction of another person? I, I don't know, I haven't seen her yet. Hold on. Googling <laughs> beloved Belindy. Oh, it is. Oh, it super is. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I had a feeling. The way, it's like a, uh... yeah, no, it's like a black maid. It's real bad. Oh, no. It's, su- oh, God, it's super duper bad. Beloved oh. Belindy is no good. Oh, wait, hold on. I have to go to this real quick. <laughs> Google doesn't even know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh, oh, that, oh, yep, I know who this is. Yep, she's yeah, bad. No, she's bad news. R- real, real bad news. Okay, take back everything good I just said about beloved Belindy. She's not as <laughs> beloved in the 21st century. No, she's, maybe she's just a gingerbread lady. Maybe she's not, maybe, uh, maybe. Maybe that's why Toni Morrison wrote Beloved, is to reclaim it's, yeah, the I word mean, beloved. Yeah, was she like, we can add this out if it gets problematic, but, like, was she supposed to be, like, representation for, like, black children, or was she no, supposed to be, No, it was 1915. Like, Nobody was thinking about that. That's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, but, God. Um, oh, God. Anyway, what I was saying I was, like, Annabelle... Most, wait, or, go ahead. I just saw the most haunted Beloved Belindy. Yeah, Beloved Belindy <laughs> should have been uh, Annabelle, because she's kind of terrifying. I'm going to send you <laughs> this picture. <laughs> okay. I think it's the scariest thing I've ever seen. I'm just texting it to you. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting because it, like, I don't know, it would add some, like, subtext into, oh, fuck, that's scary as fuck. Yeah, it's the um, scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it would add, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, societal subtext to the, yeah. the, the story. Okay, listen, if every horror movie on the planet is going to be about Indian burial grounds, like, we can, we can <laughs> like, at least have a real conversation about it. Right. 
Um, but anyway, like I was saying, uh, Annabelle Creation was pretty good. And everybody was like, oh, shit, this is pretty good. And at that point, I, Jackson McMurray, was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, I'm on board with this whole Conjuring thing. Because I love both yeah. the Conjuring movies. And I still have never seen Annabelle. But I saw Annabelle Creation. And I was like, that's pretty good, too. I was like, there's a level of quality here. And I'm, like, excited about this. Yeah. Um, and The Nun came out. And I was like, oh, okay. This is, like, not as good, but I still like certain things about it. Like, I really liked the production design and the cinematography. I thought that was all super fun. But, like, it was also just, like, not really that good as a script. So, like, whatever. You know, you take the good with the bad. Yeah. Um, But then they were, like, The Curse of La Llorona, part of the Conjuring universe. I I don't even think anybody saw that movie. (laughs) Yeah, nobody did. And I was just like, no, it's not. And then it was bad. And then they were like, oh, Conjuring 3, it's not even going to be James Wan. It's just going to be some <laughs> other guy. And I was like, well, then I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like, the whole doing? thing, like, what was getting me through, like, Annabelle 3 and The Nun was like, it's okay, though, because soon enough we're going to get Conjuring 3 with James Wan, and I'm so stoked about it. But then they're yeah. like, yeah, no. we're not really going to do the same thing with Conjuring 3. And I'm just like, fuck off, don't care. Like, not even a thing anymore. Yeah. No, what's what's so weird about Annabelle is for some reason she's like the most haunted and haunted the most famous haunted doll on the planet. Right. And like her story is like she's haunting these people and it's like it's like, oh, it's pretty spooky. And then the Warrens take her and they put her in the closet for the rest of forever. But if you go and visit Annabelle and you badmouth her, you get in a car accident on the way home and I think that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Like is that's that... what make, that's what makes her so spooky is that if you talk shit about her in front of her, then your car crash get you get in a car crash. Right. Even in like the Warrens like antique zone. Yeah. No. Is that yeah. like a thing? The unsolved boys went and saw her and it was very right. funny. I wanna see that museum so bad. It's pretty cool. Like that sounds like the most righteous thing in the world. I'd love to take a look. I mean not yeah. righteous, like literally, because it's like yeah. a bunch of stuff that was possessed by the devil. So like yeah. not exactly righteous in that sense of the word, but yeah. still though, it'd be super tight. Um But yeah, so like this movie is very much like centered around these two people, like Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were like real life ghost hunters who like worked with the catholic church and like scoped stuff out and were like experts on hauntings and stuff which i think is super interesting Mm -hmm. um i haven't done much research into like their actual exploits as opposed to the events of the movie yeah but like i don't know the family was a real family and it's like just on its own i think it's like a fun thing to to read about well they have that scene in the beginning where the warrens visit that family and they're like oh you don't have a ghost it's just these things that are happening in your house yeah yeah spooky but they're not and i feel like that must have been like every single day of their lives and then right one the conjuring and then they just pretend that they found (laughs) some other ghosts also yeah maybe um but uh so like we opened this movie with like that sort of like annabelle sub story and it where really they, it really feels like an snl skit i don't know if it's the girl's hair right it really feels like an snl skit they're giving like really cheesy performances they like there's this one moment that i thought was really funny where like the gag is that like they come home at night they open the door and they notice a little piece of paper on the floor that says like did you miss me or something yeah um but like they walk in and they're all like <laughs> like all laughing at the same time and they all just like stop and look at the floor all at once (laughs) like yeah oh no what's that on the floor yeah it (laughs) really seems like an snl skit because they all have like their (laughs) 70s hair which just seems like a joke every time i see it 
and they're, they're talking to the Warrens about Annabelle, and Annabelle's just, like, in a chair next to them, which is really funny, <laughs> while they talk about how much she sucks. <laughs> but, like, I do think that there's a lot of smart stuff in that sequence. Like, oh, yeah. It's just sort of the horror gag of, like, loud pounding on a door always freaks spooky. me out. Because, yeah. like, even, even if it's not a ghost... That, yeah, that is never a good thing in any scenario. Yeah. And <laughs> like, to be fair, this movie uses it a lot, but right. it doesn't it doesn't get boring because yeah, it's, no, it's spooky. It really works. Um, yeah, no, I love that moment where they like see they see Annabelle in the hallway and they open the door to that one room and they're just like crayon marks just like all over the room. That's right. super cool. Until and it's nice she, that until, like until she wrote, "Did you miss me on the ceiling?" That was a little bit too much. <laughs> right, um, but like. I like that you never see Annabelle move, you know? I feel like yeah. that's really important because it doesn't turn into Chucky, you know? No, except <laughs> like, at the end with the daughter when she's right. be in the wheel. For, first of all, what the fuck is Annabelle doing in the rest of the movie? Yeah, we'll get to that when we get there, I think. Yeah, I think we can talk but about yeah it. she does the Chucky, like, head turn, and it's like, right, okay, right. okay, Annabelle. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so there's this line that really bothers me in this movie. Yeah. Where they're, like, it sort of, like, cuts back to the Warrens, and they're, like, teaching this class to some kids, and they're, like, you like, know, like Annabelle. Like, not, like, elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and All Annabelle right, kids, is... we got a story to tell you. <laughs> no, but they're, like, teaching this class, and they're, like, okay, so Annabelle is really dangerous because she's an inhuman spirit. And somebody in the audience is like, what does that mean? And they're like, well, it means that it's not like the ghost of a person. It's like a demon. It's something that's never walked the earth in human form. Everyone's like, oh, wow. And the movie really is like, remember that. Like, this is important. Like, inhuman spirit. Yeah. And then it never comes up ever again. It's like the biggest. It really, really feels like they're setting you up for that to be like a thing in this movie. Yeah. But it super isn't. So that's my biggest problem with all, like, ghost stories, is that it's never just one thing. It's always 12 things. Right. And The Conjuring really captures that, because they tell you what's going on in the house. They're like, it's this witch who killed her baby and then killed herself and she cursed the land. It's like, okay. Uh, There's also a whole bunch of other ghosts there because the land is cursed. It's like, okay. Uh, but there's also just a weird shadow man, and there's also it's also a demon, but it's not because we know it's the witch because you told us that it was the witch who killed <laughs> right. herself. So why? So they're like, oh, it's they're mar- they're mocking the Trinity, and they're like, and they're knocking over all the crucifixes, and it's like, why? It's just it's not a demon. It's just a crazy lady who died. Right. Like it's. It's no, but she was satanic. Things. She was a witch and she pledged herself to Satan. But look, if a Satan worshiper dies, they become a demon because then they walk to the earth as a well, human. Well, kind of. That doesn't I mean, look, a demon. if we're taking this movie on its own terms, like but this woman the earth like worshipped Satan. Yeah, but that doesn't, just because something's not an inhuman spirit doesn't mean it's not like demonic. Okay. Like, she is very much against God and against the Trinity and against all that. And when she died and presumably went to hell to be with Satan, she with didn't, like, suddenly learn to love Jesus. Like, <laughs> well, she, I'm, not, I'm just saying, we talk about demons a lot, and there's not a demon in this movie. Exactly, yeah, no, there's no there's no more inhuman spirits after we're done with Annabelle. Except for Annabelle, Except for when Annabelle comes just back. popping in and out whenever she wants. I don't know, maybe that idea is more important in um in the Annabelle one. movie. 
Well, yeah, because that's about a demon. This is right, a, but like maybe there are like other inhuman spirits in that. Maybe they were table setting for a different movie more than they were table setting for this one. But which do you is really dumb. think that they were planning for movies after The Conjuring? I, I, it's hard to say. Um, I don't know. I'd have to do some research into it. It's because, a little like, early for that to be an idea, right? Of like continuing a story without being like just a direct sequel, you know? Right. Yeah. In turn, like spin-off and world building, it was a little mm-hmm. before. I guess I don't know. This movie came out a year after the Avengers, so that, there's precedent. I guess I think this movie is a lot older than it is. Yeah, no, it was 2013. Oh, um, really? wow! I, for yeah. Some in my head, I thought it was like in the 90s. No, hold on, just a second. Um, it says that they, I guess Ed Warren is dead, but Lorraine Warren is still alive, and they like talked with her a whole bunch when they were writing the script, which is kind of cool. That's fun. But this isn't... Hold on. Relevant. Uh, yeah, it looks like it was just an individual script. So this wasn't, like, produced in-house. It was, like, a script that was going around that a lot of studios wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually they they picked it up. Because James Wan had already done Saw 1 and Insidious. And everyone was like, oh, shit, this guy's real good. And they were like... Insidious is about? I don't know. I haven't seen it myself. It's just, like, another one of those, like, really well-executed, like, modern horror movies. Yeah. Um, and you know it's the same guy. It's James Wan, the director, director yeah. of Aquaman and Fast and Furious Seven. Um, <laughs> but but Let yeah, so it sounds like there was just a like this was just a script that James Wan was attached to, and apparently six different studios were like really fucking wanted it. Um, <laughs> so there was like a huge bidding war. But yeah, it doesn't sound like they were trying to like build something in studio they were it was just like a movie so yeah Yeah. i don't know it's just a weird blip in the screenplay that they talk so much about in human spirits yeah and i mean it is it is a really good thing to have a bunch of spinoffs because you have that room that's full of just a million haunted things so you could literally just go through and tell the story of all of those haunted things like one by one and you could have like twelve thousand movies right but they didn't do that i don't know why they didn't just do (laughs) that So how do you feel about the the opening crawl? I really don't like it. Yeah, First kind of, all, of me neither. Well, right before that, they're like they're teaching that class, and one student is like, "What do you? What are you guys?" And they're like, "Well, see, people have called us different things, like ghost hunters or blah blah blah, whatever the fuck, whatever they're saying." And then Lorraine goes, "Kooks!" And everyone in the room just explodes with laughter, and it's like, <laughs> it's not that not that funny of a joke. <laughs> That's all why I have to say you, about that. I just thought why, I would... <laughs> why don't you support Lorraine? <laughs> I thought I'd just spill some tea real quick. Uh, and then, yeah. And then they just, like, freeze frame the movie. Yeah, and like creepy us... yellow typewriter text starts crawling up from the bottom yeah, of the screen. Like, like it's a low-budget documentary. <laughs> right, yeah. And if they had, like, framed it like a mockumentary, I would be like, ah, oh, hell yeah. This is spooky because it feels like right. it's real. But they don't. They just make me read a paragraph real quick and stop <laughs> right. the momentum of the movie to force me to read a paragraph of something they could have so easily told me. I'm going to look up what it says because I don't feel like it's even really telling you anything. No, it's like, oh, it's g- ghosts. They're scary. Is it something that's just like, you know, we're asking you because it's the kind of thing that like... It's 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 meant to be like spooky. It's like to really nail in the fact that this is at least based on something that happened. So they're like based on a true story, right. the Conjuring. <laughs> but it's like you know this movie is very much like a 
you know, not like a Christian movie, quote unquote, but like yeah. the, the, the fiction of the world is very much based around like religion, religion, like Christianity. And yeah. I feel like that's something that like would rub up the wrong way against some people. So I feel like that opening crawl is just like something along the lines of like these people were, I don't know. It's just kind of like asking you to take the movie on its own terms, you know, just like for the sake of the story, like believe that God is real and demons exist and whatever. I think it is what it is. Yeah, it's like, hey, we're going to be talking about demons, so just accept right. that that's going to be a part of it. Yeah. I um, don't want religion in my horror movie. <laughs> um, I, there's a... When they, we first get introduced to the family, and I'm going to remember none of their names except mm-hmm. for April, uh, they all come in, and they, the girls are all in the back of the car, and they're, like, singing a nursery rhyme, but I thought... They were just listening to that nursery rhyme on the radio in their car. And I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this family listening to? Right. What a bunch of freaking weirdos. So we get the this, like, family. It's, like, the parents and, like, five daughters. And they get in this new house. And all the little girls are really excited. But the moody teen daughter is, like... I, God damn it. That's, <laughs> it made me so mad. I literally wrote down, oh, it's horror movie time because there's a moody teenage girl. <laughs> um, but it's, like, this big old, like, creepy house. But it's not, you know, it's, like, a decrepit house. But there's nothing, like, inherently creepy about it if yeah, you're not expecting really it to nice be. It's a really nice house. You know? Like, that house is baller. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, big and old, really. Yeah. Um, but it's got, uh, I think, have the best that... creepy tree in all oh, of cinema. Great creepy tree. It is the perfect creepy tree. They put it on the poster for a reason. Because yeah. I think it's probably the creepiest tree in the United States. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Come see the creepiest tree in the United States. <laughs> I would totally pull over for that if I saw that sign. Be like, oh, like, fuck yeah. I want to see this creepy tree. <laughs> I'm going to turn right. Good luck, everybody else. Can I get a Snickers there? Then hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah I'll see this creepy tree. <laughs> Is it like a 7-Eleven? <laughs> um, yeah, I also wanted to say that, like, this movie has sort of a... I want to... I don't know. It's sort of a Spielbergian quality to it. Because, like, it has just so many of these, like, really, really long shots when, like, action is happening. Mm-hmm. But they're not, like, super show-off-y, you know? Like, yeah. And that's the thing that, like, Spielberg is really great at is, like, setting up these really long, continuous takes without you necessarily, like, really realizing it or thinking about that that's what's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this movie does a lot of it. I think some of them are a little bit show-off-y, obviously, but, like, yeah. the for the most part, like, when you're watching it, especially because I've seen it probably three or four times at this point, um, like, just thinking about it. Like, there's there's just a lot of shots that hold for a really long time, and the camera moves around a lot. And it's really, like, it just, it it holds for a really long time on a lot of different things, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. What were you saying I about the dog? Say, oh, the dog's just really cute, and I knew he was going to die the second that I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah, this movie's really interesting in its cinematography, because it feels like very, it feels like really, really basic cinematography, but then they just will like suddenly do these really cool things, like just randomly out of nowhere. It's kind of, and when they do it, it's kind of jarring. It's cool. Like there's that later in the film where one of the daughters, uh, her leg gets pulled, and so she's like looking under the bed, and she sees the door open. Yeah. Ooh. Under the bed, and then she like 
races back up to look at the door, and the camera does this, like, whole, like, swirling motion from, like, going upside down to being right side up, and it's yeah. super cool. Yeah, no, that's the best part of the whole movie. It's because she, like, ducks down to look under her bed, and they cut to, like, this perspective shot of her, like, looking upside down from underneath the bed. And then you see the door. I know you just described this. I just think it's so cool, though. Like, yeah. you see the door. <laughs> I know, just describe it again. Like, you see the door open up from that upside down perspective looking through like underneath her bed i think it's the coolest shit in the whole world yeah um but yeah there's a moment right near the beginning where like they're all moving in and they're all kind of laughing i think there's some music playing in the background they're talking about it and then like right from there like the mom like walks outside and we get this really long like kubrick-esque zoom onto like that creepy tree and the little girl playing Mm. underneath it yeah and it like just because there's nothing like, they, we haven't done anything to, like, shift the tone yet besides just yeah. this camera choice. And immediately... Well, and besides that, we know that it's The Conjuring. Right. But, like, immediately it goes from, like, oh, haha, look at this great family. I'm attached to them as a viewer. Mm-hmm. Like, they seem fun. And then, like, just it, just the fact that it's, like, quiet for, like, 20 seconds and you're just, like, zooming in on something that's, like, super far away. You're, like... yeah. What uh oh shit what's going on? And you like kind of <laughs> like this? can't you kind of like can't tell a difference between like her and the tree before it really like changes shots and I thought that was super cool. Right, yeah. What um, what horror movies don't do this enough. Of the horror movies I've seen, I have not seen a lot of them. But uh, they never use the thing that the human mind does where if they see something they will try to make it look in, like a person. Because right. I will see things in the backgrounds of shots that I'm like, is that the scary thing? Because that looks like a person, and it's not a person. And no one right. no one ever uses it the way that I want them to use it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it Chapter 1 does that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not quite a bit. But there are a lot of scenes in, like, cluttered basements and stuff where there's just, like, a whole bunch of shit, like, around. Yeah. And I think it feels, at least to me, it might have just been a happy coincidence. But it feels to me like there's some stuff that's kind of purposefully arranged to, like... Look like draw a your person. eye, look kind of like yeah. a face or like a figure, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, I also want to say that this dad at the beginning of this movie is like the grumpiest dad in history. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, realistic though. Yeah, I know. It's so funny because it's like the dad who's like moving and is like kind of in charge of everything, and yeah. he's just like really stressed out. And you can tell he's like a good dad, you know. You're not like worried for anybody. Yeah. But every time something happens, the dad's just like, "Oh, what did you girls break now?" Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Jesus. But the kids the like, like, and the kids are like at that age. Like, they they don't, like, quite understand that, like, (laughs) moving is super stressful and, like, dad's super stressed out. So every time he says something grumpy, they're all like, geez, dad, calm down. What's up? You know? (laughs) Like, it's just, I don't know. It's so perfect. Yeah, I don't know about, like, the economy yet. (laughs) In this economy? In this economy? Moving to an old haunted house? What I what I realized about myself watching this movie is that any time that there's like a ghost story that doesn't end up like if there's not like a good guy ghost, I'm always very disappointed. Like Oh yeah. <laughs> you want a friendly I just ghost. Want, I just want a friendly ghost. Like that's all I want. And there never <laughs> is one and I'm always sad. <laughs> I right. just want a friendly ghost. But yeah, so like um and I made a note of the shot when the dog dies that yeah. like they do this crazy thing where they like start at the front door and the camera like moves with them and like follows them all the way around to the side of the house where they see the dog in this really continuing shot that I thought was really fun. Um, But yeah, like the first part of this movie 
is very much like just it you feel like just dread you know like they yeah. don't have any means of combating anything and they don't even really know that they're being haunted yet but you know it's like ramping up you know mm-hmm. and you want them to like start to take action before it's too late but you're just like watching them and you know mm-hmm. and that's what i think is kind of cool is that they they act like people you know it's like you move into a new house and you like I don't know, you, like, see a bruise on yourself. You're like, oh, what the fuck's that? How did that happen? You wouldn't be like, it's a ghost, it's haunted. Yeah, we have to <laughs> leave. Know? We're moving. Like, it's like there's all these little things that kind of happen and, like, the dog died under mysterious circumstances, but, like, you know, it could have been another animal. Like, stuff like that happens. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're not, they're oh, not dude, like, so quick to jump that it's Dogs hang themselves off of porches, haunted. like, all the time. Right, yeah. And, like, I don't know, I just think it's cool that they're not, like, it feels like a lot of horror movies tend to, like, because, you know, that whole, like, oh, don't do that, don't go in there mentality is so, like, strong right now. Yeah. That, like, a lot of horror movies, like, have to make their protagonists, like, hyper-paranoid and hyper-aware of everything so that people yeah. can't really say that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, there's this weird mentality of, like, people in horror movies are, like, stupid for doing things. And it's like, right. well, I mean, it's one thing to be watching a horror movie. It's another thing to be a person who exists in the real world right, with real problems. Right, living your day-to-day. Yeah, they're like, especially because they're like in an old house and it's doing all these things. It's like, yeah, old houses do weird shit. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and one of the, I think, to me, what I think is the scariest bit in the movie is when, uh, like, the mom and the youngest daughter are like, you're jumping playing. really far ahead. Oh, if you still got something, then go ahead. Yeah. Well, you you skipped over the whole music box part. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, I don't do know, that's not, just, like, one little scene. Do you not fucking hate that music box? I fucking oh, hate no, that music box. Oh, no, I didn't box. think the music box is really that scary, but you go ahead uh, and describe it. It's the worst thing in the world. I hate it. It's this little <laughs> music box, and when you turn it, first of all, it's got a fucking clown head that pops in and out of it, which is just... <laughs> right, they don't even draw just, attention to it. Yeah, it's just, like, whatever, like, it, there's a fucking clown, it's scary, <laughs> who gives a shit? But it's got this little mirror that spins. It's like a little spiral mirror that spins. And the, the little girl keeps saying, it's like, that's how I see my friend through it. And he'll be standing behind you in the mirror. So they keep doing these really slow shots, looking <laughs> in the mirror of this stupid music box. And it's playing that tune. And when the tune stops and it's like looking in the mirror and like your brain is trying to find someone behind them in the mirror. And it's spooky as hell. And I hate yeah, man. it. Um, for some reason, scary. <laughs> for some reason, that little melody that it plays... Reminds yeah. me of, um, after all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. <laughs> it's just, like, just close enough that I, like, that I have that association whenever it plays. Oh, God, we have to do the Muppets Christmas Carol for this podcast. Yeah, I think will that be interesting? Yeah, it's the best Christmas Carol movie. It is, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, also, uh, what, what really bothers me about this, like, going back to, like, actually living in an old house in reality, where they find the boarded up basement and they're like, Oh, I'll just I'll just go in there. It's like in real life, if something is boarded up, it's not because there's a ghost in there. It's probably because it was structurally unsound and they just didn't want right. to deal with it. So yeah, in yeah. my in my perfect reality, the dad would take one step on the stairs and then the whole ceiling would cave in. <laughs> Cuz that's what would happen in real life. <laughs> <laughs> but it was there was boarded up cuz there was a spooky ghost in there. Yeah. So it didn't do that. Also, it wasn't props to the of... bank who auctioned off the house that they like defo knew was haunted. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the real evil in this movie. Yeah, the, bank. the banks. In this economy? Oh man. Um 
<laughs> but yeah, so then, you know, they're setting up like all these little things, right? Like the mm-hmm. mom keeps getting bruises on her. The dog mysteriously died. The dog won't go inside the house. I mean, before it died, obviously. The dog wouldn't go <laughs> inside the house. It won't go in after it died either. Yeah, it, it never goes inside legs. the house. Always refuses. Um, And like the daughter is like sleepwalking again. She hasn't sleptwalk in, in years. Slept walk. Yeah. See, that's um, another one of those like real life things where it's like kids kids do weird stuff and like yeah. i took my psychology class last quarter and my teacher was literally saying like if your kid is doing like weird spooky stuff at night that like that's just like a totally normal thing that right, kids yeah. do like you even did that you would sleepwalk and go into mom and dad's room and ask them the answer to math problems <laughs> right yeah i remember that yeah no, um and like and i don't know and especially like they're in a brand new place they're getting used to a new area and like she has a yeah. history of sleepwalking like if she starts sleepwalking again like that would track to me you know yeah um but yeah and but then like one of the things that they do is that they have this gag where like the i was going to say like the hands coming out of the wardrobe and clapping is not necessarily the scariest part but yeah. like they uh they set it up so they're playing this hide and seek game where you can like clap um, to like get a, a hint because like one person's mm-hmm. blindfolded and they're looking for people and they have to clap so they can find them um, yeah. and like the mom like wanders into this bedroom and there's this great shot where like when she goes into the bedroom the camera is like fixed on the wardrobe but we yeah. can see the mom like rifling around in the foreground sort of facing away from it with the blindfold on but mm-hmm. it like it immediately sets us up that's like we know what's going down like as soon as that shot starts right you're like mm-hmm. oh there's a fucking ghost in that wardrobe <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I and then they just leave you there for like 45 seconds just waiting for it and then yeah. she says like and then like they sl- the doors like slowly open up and she says like okay give me another clap and then like just these two hands come out of this wardrobe and like clap twice and yeah. so it's like and like that's super scary on its own I think um but then, like, I think it's a little bit later. We might have something to cover before this. But then, like, later there's a scene where the mom just, like, gets up out of bed and you just hear, like, clapping in the house. And that oh, fucking yeah. sucks. That's the scariest yeah. oh, shit in the world to me. Sucks. No, when we, start get- when we start getting into, like, spooky mode, like, half of my notes are just like, wow, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, the what. <laughs> I talk about how much I want a friendly ghost, and I feel like this movie does have a friendly ghost, but they're just so mean to him that he doesn't get to be friendly. Like, Rory is just a little boy. Yeah, that's true. Rory never did anything. Yeah, this movie is so mean to him. Like, Rory is probably the ghost in the cupboard, because that's where he hid before his mom killed him, right? No, it's the mom, because the mom was on top of the wardrobe, too. No, No, that was the witch. The mom is the bigger lady in the basement. I thought it was just... I thought that we were only dealing with basically the one woman, was what no, I thought. There, no, Jack said it's a ghost story. That means there's 1,200 ghosts, and they all have different reasons for being there. I read it like, oh, the main thing they were dealing with here is this witch who killed her son. No, no, and no. Because the, like the, all the son hold on, hold on, killed... hold on. And all the other stuff is just sort of like peripheral, like supernatural occurrences because of the hauntings of this of this woman. No, it's the witch curse. Well, the, the baby that the witch killed was a baby. It wasn't a little boy. But, so she curses the land, and then a whole bunch of other people die, and they become ghosts, and they're also haunting the house. So you have, like, Rory and his mom, and and Rory's mom was possessed by the witch, and that's why she killed Rory. Right. And then you have, like, the maid who killed herself, and we find her in the kitchen when the cop does okay, cop yeah. things. Right. So, yeah, so the it was the witch on top of the dresser. 
but the one who clapped in that scene, I think that's just Rory also playing the game because he's been it playing be, with yeah. Abigail or April. Right. And yeah, this movie's just really mean to Rory because it's Rory's music <laughs> box. Right. And then at the end of the movie, like they take they take his music box from him and they put him in their spooky house of horrors. Right. And they do this shot like, oh, they're evil and they're real and they're coming to get you. And then the right. Rory's music box plays. And I'm like, leave Rory alone. He was very nice. <laughs> but yeah, so like this part of the movie is like, because there's like this turning point, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Everything goes crazy and then they like the mom reaches out to the Warrens and then the Warrens show up and all of a sudden everything becomes very pragmatic. They're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set this up. We're going to do all this shit. Like we're going to, we're going to go out and get him. Um, Yeah. We're going to kick his ass. But like before that, there's like this long time where it's just like the family just going through. And I think it's all one night. um, Yeah. The family just going through like horrible shit after horrible shit. And it's so scary. Well, I mean, there's, there's the night where the sister's in the room where that's when she gets her leg pulled and she thinks that there's someone behind the door and it's very, right. it's very spooky. Yeah. Uh, and then the next night where a whole bunch of terrible shit happens with the mom and that yeah. fucking sucks. God. And like that moment where like she walks outside out of her room and like all of a sudden all the pictures on the wall just all start like crashing down and oh, breaking all at the same brutal. time. It's, it's so scary. Cool. There's something yeah. about like even if it's, like, really the same amount of, like, hostility, like, a ghost doing something that's really loud is, like, a hundred times scarier than doing something oh, yeah. quiet, you know? Oh, um, yeah. And then she, like, what? gets locked in the basement. Go well, ahead. she falls down the stairs, which I think is the scariest thing on the planet. And right. the shot where she does fall down the stairs is just, like, so real. Like, yeah. they don't... It's a very long shot. Like, it's just a very straightforward shot of her just, like, falling all the way down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And it it's 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 perfectly captures that fear <laughs> of thinking you're going to fall down the stairs. Right. And, I mean, there's all this... Because sh- she gets... Well, first of all, she wakes in the middle of the night because she hears that clapping. And then all the pictures fall off the wall. And then that's when she just starts hearing those random claps at night, and that fucking sucks. Yeah, it's the worst. And then she's just wandering around on the first floor after all the pictures fall, and then there's that stupid piano in the basement, and it starts making sounds, and that sucks. And then she (laughs) falls down the stairs, and that sucks. And there's a shot of her sitting at the top of the basement stairs, like, looking down the stairs into darkness, and that fucking sucks. It just, it sucks. (laughs) Right. And I was gonna say, and there's this weird moment when she, like, goes down there. And, like, just this, like, bouncy rubber ball just sort of, like, gets tossed out of the darkness. Yeah, and the music loses its shit. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to say, and that's what I thought. I thought it was sort of a weirdly ineffective, like, musical cue. Because, yeah. like, it's not, like, a big dramatic, like, pow. It was more just, like, <laughs> And then she, like, runs upstairs and then it stops. And it was, like, it wasn't, like, really accenting or anything or, like, doing anything. It's, like, what was yeah. that? Especially um, because a lot of way scarier stuff happened before that stupid ball rolled over. Exactly, so. yeah. It was just like a weird wasted musical cue, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I think, if I remember correctly, there's that moment where she's like lighting matches because she can't get out. And then like the hands come out from behind her and clap twice. Um, yeah. And then I, then I, I, I think we hard cut to... I didn't see that because I was hiding. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah, she just... <laughs> Cause, and that's what it's sort of appreciated about this movie is that it's not, like, jump scare laden, right? Yeah. Like, it's not... It, I guess it just kind of depends on how you define it because there are, like, loud things that happen in context suddenly. But yeah. there's not anything that ever, like, jumps out at you, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but like yeah that's one of those moments where it's like you're she's like lighting the matches and everything's dark and then like the last moment is like the the two hands come out of the dark from behind her and like clap twice and she screams and then it cuts out like a horror movie yeah. trailer um and then i think we go right from there to her uh like in the audience about to ask for help from the warrens right no that's when the witch jumps on the oldest sister <laughs> what are you talking about oh that's right yeah yeah, well, because I love that scene because it really does establish, like, how good of a family this is. Because right. we've established that the one of the younger sisters, she has those, she sleepwalks and she's been getting up and patting her head against the wardrobe. And so, like, the dad was like, don't wake her up when she does this, just put her back to bed. And so it happens again and the big sister does this really cute thing where she's like, okay, it's fine, you can just sleep in here with me tonight. And she just does this really, like, big sisterly thing where she just, like, takes yeah. care of her and it's adorable. Uh, and then she opens the wardrobe and an old lady with gross hair jumps on her. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Which, that shot, uh, there, uh, she's, like, looking in the wardrobe, and then, like, the other sister, like, sits up and, like, screams because the, the witch is on top of the wardrobe. But there's the shot where you, like, look up and you, like, realize that there's someone on top of the wardrobe, and that's really scary. But then right. they zoom in on her face, and she's like, and that's not scary. <laughs> it's not scary at all. It's not like, scary. It's, it's literally, I don't know, it's kind of interesting because, like, the second Conjuring movie gets more into, like, here's some crazy monsters, and that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but in this movie, literally, it's just like, there's an old lady. <laughs> And, you're and like, she's got cotteria. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, okay. and it's like it's weird. It's like when they don't focus on her, she's very scary. But the second they like no, yeah. focus on her face, and it's like, oh, she's just a lady who has. Yeah, she this, looks like Billie Eilish in that album who has, cover. Who has so, a gross mouth disease? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I think it's really interesting. There's this shot that I really love where like the because after after this like horrible ordeal of a night. We cut to, like, the mom, like, at one of the Warren's lectures, like, looking for help, you know? Yeah. Um, and they're talking about, like, the sort of the rules of all this stuff. Like, the mm-hmm. they say, like, first is um, not in, or I guess invasion, where it's just, like, there are ghosts around. And then next is, like, oppression, where they start to fuck with you. And then finally is, like, uh, possession, they where they, like, take control of you and use you to do their bidding or whatever. And it's cool because it's, like, you know, it's, like, oh, we're, like, at the tail end of the second stage right now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's sort of, like, teaching you the rules after it's already too late that I think is yeah. really effective. Um, and it's just, it's, I don't know, I think it's a really effective way to just, like, put you in that, like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. that this isn't going well right now. Um, but then, like... Now, but then once you get the Warrens and they start to like help and they start to like set up all their equipment and like call the police and like get this whole thing, they've got this whole thing together and like the family is like happy again and like eating breakfast with everybody and like it's just such a 180 shift, right? Like it's like nothing mm-hmm. is fixed yet, but it's like we've got a plan and we've got this support system and we've got all these people who are ready to like do what we need to do to get this problem solved, you know? And all of a sudden, it's so much more, like, hopeful and exciting, you know? Mm-hmm. It's almost like, it's not, like, suspenseful in the way that a horror movie is. It's more, like, suspenseful in the way that, like, a really good action movie is. It's like, oh, here are all these characters we really like, and they're in danger, but we have faith in these characters and their ability to deal with it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's less, like oh, no, they're being haunted by this horrible thing that we can't control. It's less like, or it's more like, 
a, a fight, kind of. You know, it's like you mm-hmm. you trust your your protagonist and you want them to win against this antagonist that's almost tougher than they are. You know. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny when the Warrens get there and they start like setting up and stuff, and they tar- start talking about demons and like what demons do. I just think this is like this is like real life mythology. But I think it's so stupid that demons will just take every stab at the Trinity that they can. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'll scratch you three times. Jesus will hate that. It's like, okay, dude. Fuck you, Jesus. I'm going to say the number three a whole bunch. It's like, okay, guys. Knock, knock, knock. (laughs) That'll stick it to him. (laughs) Do you think Jesus heard that? (laughs) God. There's this really, there's this little moment that I think is so funny where, like, the Warrens are, like, doing their breakdown and they're, like, exploring the story behind it. Just the two of them are talking. And, like, right near the beginning, uh, Lorraine is just, like, and, you know, this witch, this woman, her name was Bathsheba. And they cut to Patrick Wilson and he makes this, like, ridiculous thinking face that looks like the headshot of Michael Sarah from Superbad. (laughs) <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about? No. <laughs> There's that famous gif where, like, Michael Sarah is, like, looking at a girl's boobs in class, and then she, like, looks at him, and there's a shot of, like, Michael Sarah, like, suddenly, like, furrowing his brow and, like, tapping his chin and, like, looking like he's thinking really hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he's just... But, like, and, <laughs> like, Patrick Wilson, like, makes that same face. He just has this, like, really, like, consternated thinking face on that I think is hilarious. Yeah. Well, um, well, first of all... When they, like, when the Warrens are get there and they're setting up all their cameras and stuff and they're, like, talking about, then they're, like, setting up all this stuff and they start playing this, like, jazzy song, but the yeah. song is called Dead Man's Bones in the Room <laughs> Where You Sleep. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say, and there was a needle drop from a song that was called Sleepwalker earlier in the movie, yeah, too. Yeah, there was. Which is just that like, was fun. Well, that was, like, okay, subtle guys. because the song was, like, it's about, it wasn't. It did, the song doesn't say the words sleepwalker, yeah, but this does. song is literally just dead man's bones in the room where you sleep. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There's no subtlety. Yeah, all the needle drops are great. Spooky 60s yeah. pop music needle drops. Very good. But um, yeah, um, something really... Horror can be very problematic because it's saying that something is scary can sometimes be bad. Right. But like... It's something really rubs me the wrong way of just being like, oh yeah, witches totally exist and are bad and are demonic and whatever. Because it's like a lot of the whole point of the Salem witch trials is that witches don't exist. These women were just murdered because people didn't like them and they didn't fit into society. And so to just be like, oh, she was a witch and she killed herself and now she's possessing these people. It just seems like really insensitive, you know? I mean, here's my take on it. I don't think in, you know, in, like, the the presuming you believe in all this stuff as, like, true fact, I don't think, like, the lesson to be learned from the Salem Witch Trials is that there's no such thing as witches. Like, I mean, I believe that there would be some woman who exists that, like, will, like, pledge their lives to Satan and want to, like, do all these things. I think, like, I don't know, I don't think it's insensitive to the people of the Salem Witch Trials. (laughs) Well, it's just, don't make fun of me. That was mean. What I'm saying is that, like, it's because, I don't know, because our modern interpretation of witches is very much, like, based around, like, Satanism and stuff. But that's not what witches were back then. Witches was just anybody that was, like, older than 12 that you didn't like, you know? Right, okay. 
all of the women who were being killed were not Satan worshippers, so to be like, I don't know, I guess this is a very specific lady, but you know, like, still. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Agree or disagree, I guess. Okay. Yeah, the, you uh, go, go burn some witches, Jackson. <laughs> if I knew that they were actually Satan worshippers who killed their babies, maybe I would. But they weren't. That's the whole thing. They made it up so they <laughs> could kill them. Then I wouldn't burn them. If they didn't do it, I wouldn't burn them. I don't think... Okay, I'm just going to say it. I wouldn't okay. burn them if they didn't do it. <laughs> God, which rights? Okay. Um, um, I think the coolest gag that they do, because they set up all of their, like, ghost hunting equipment, and there's it does this really cool thing, because, like... Before, when, like, things happened, there was, like, a plausible deniability. And that plausible deniability, like, sometimes made it scarier. It's like, oh, that door opened. What does it mean? But now when a door opens and a camera goes off, you're like, oh, fuck, there's a ghost there. Yeah, no, there's this really, like, dramatic effect where they have, like, cameras set up everywhere where, like, Mm -hmm. something moves and then a camera flash goes off when you're like, oh, there it is, ghost over there. Found him, there he is. But it's, like, like, simultaneously sort of reassuring but also scary in a different way, you know? Yeah. Because it's, like, we're on top of it. Like, we know where it is and we know what's up now, but it's also, like... It's definitely here and definitely happening yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Well, we found him. <laughs> there yeah. he is. Um, but yeah. And, I mean, there we do a whole bunch of stuff with the Warrens and the family getting really close, and that's very nice, very wholesome. Uh, and then there's just the best the best thing in the whole movie is where she's doing laundry and the yeah. blanket flies off of the rack and hits the ghost and, like, has a shape for a second before it disappears. That's yeah, the coolest man. shit. That's the, the best shot in the whole movie. It's so good. It's so good. Um... <laughs> and then the mom vomits everywhere, and it's really gross. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, there's just, I don't know, I didn't take as many notes in this part, just because, like, happens sometimes, I was just, like, watching and enjoying the movie, you know? Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah, I don't know, and I've said this before, but it's like, it just, it feels so good, because there's this total reversal, like, you've been so, like, full of, like, dread, and, like, you just are so, like, beaten down by the first half of this movie, that now all of a sudden, when, like they're taking action against it it feels so good and like the family mm-hmm. is like happy again and eating breakfast with people and like making a connection with the warrens and the warrens have their own kind of stuff going on that's really sweet and it's just like it feels so good and mm-hmm. you like root for them so strongly um there's later when they're like in there and they're investigating and they're trying to get evidence so they can get an exorcist to come down but so the girl who sleepwalks starts sleepwalking again, and she goes into this room and totally vanishes, and they don't know where she goes. But so what they do is they take a UV light so they can see, like, her footprints, and these kids need to take more baths. If When they walk, <laughs> they leave a slime trail that you can follow with a UV light. Because <laughs> UV light, like, it only... I could be totally wrong about this, but I thought a UV light, like, only showed up, like, liquids and, like, stuff like that. No, I mean, it'll pick up on, like, your skin oils, I think. That's a lot of skin oil on her feet, because, like, those are some clear-ass footprints on the ground that she leaves. you're sleeping and you got sweaty feet. Okay, I'm just, clean your children, man. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm just laughing about slime trails. She does. That's really funny. Um, maybe it's ectoplasm, like in Ghostbusters. Yeah, but then it's that really cool scene where you find out there's a secret room behind the wardrobe, which is where Rory would hide. Right, and yeah. They're, and they're mean to Rory again. <laughs> <laughs> we should do Ghostbusters. If we end up not being able to do Hotel Transylvania, we should do Ghostbusters instead. Okay. 
do you not want to do Ghostbusters? No, I'm just, we're just in the middle of a, a thing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we're just, just um, in the middle of recording a podcast here. <laughs> so, yeah, around this time, we get to the point where, like, Lorraine, like, goes into that secret room, and she sees, like, oh, here's this whole zone. But while she's down there, she has a vision because of the ghost, I guess. Yeah, because she's like, clairvoyant. Oh, your daughter's, your daughter's in trouble. And no. she's like. <laughs> You're mixing it up. Okay, then what is it? Okay, so. <laughs> well, so she go. Well, first, there's that super cool scene where she's in that room. Uh, and you can see all of, like, Rory's toys. And it's like, oh, Rory's here. There's also just, like, a noose in that room. I don't know why that's there. Because the mom not hung used. herself. Did she? Oh, that's right. She did. Okay. That's in there. But then she falls through the floor and she ends up in the basement. And that's where you see Rory's mom with the bloody knife and Rory. Uh, and then there's that super cool scene where she's, like, kind of, like, under some, like, she's, like, under something. So, like a wardrobe or something and you just hear that creaking sound of the rope and you see the lady's like feet like right, just right. like fall right into her line of sight and it's like turning it's so it's so good it's very yeah. good and then when they get all of the people out that's when she walks to the lake or river or whatever and she sees her daughter in the river and that's when right. she's like oh no annabelle's doing some shit for some reason <laughs> okay yeah so yeah and i guess like the so i guess sort of what they're saying is that like earlier in the movie they said like oh when you're haunted it's kind of like stepping in gum you take it with you right yeah like i guess what they're trying to say is like that the warrens have like become a part of this haunting so that like when they go home the spirit's also like affecting their zone too and that's yeah well the ghost is very much about mothers killing their children i don't know why that's a part of it but it very much is right and yeah so so i guess just like the ghostly essence made (laughs) made annabelle break out of her cage i guess annabelle was like oh hell yeah let's go (laughs) annabelle was like oh what's that there's more ghosts in here I better go join them. Um, do you want to? Do you want a party? Do you want to yeah. brush my weird little pigtails? <laughs> um, so yeah, and then Annabelle gets out of her cage and haunts the Warren's daughter, and then the Warrens are like running home, and they're like, "Oh my God, what's your name? Are you okay?" And <laughs> daughter, then, like they don't really do anything. They just like no. Annabelle just kind of throws a computer animated rocking chair at them, and then. <laughs> Right, and then they check, and she's back in there again. So they're just like, "Oh, so they're well, like, well, guess it's fine. <laughs> it's working now." So like, <laughs> yeah, I turned it off and turned it back on again. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> exactly, it's just like that. They're just like, "Okay, well, cool. I guess that's that then." <laughs> like, okay, we're gonna leave again. Bye. <laughs> um, but so then, like, shit yeah, really starts the hitting point- the fan at the home. Where yeah, the mom this was gets, the like, point possessed. in the movie where I was just like, man, there's just too many things going on in yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's true. There's, there's too many ghosts. They just need to, they needed to explain the ghosts a little bit better. Because they had that scene where they told us why it was haunted. It was the witch lady. And then, like, also some other things happened. And those are, they're, like, different ghosts haunting the house. But right. they just needed to, like, make that scene a little bit longer and a little bit clearer because like there's just so there's just there's just so many things and they're and they frame them all as bad and i don't think they're all bad and they're just right there's just too many things going on and then annabelle gets up to party and it's just like there's just too many things <laughs> right i wish there was like a post-credit scene where like the little girl and rory were just like playing together at the end yeah it's like but oh no, the other ghost was bad they lock we... rory in their little haunted house <laughs> right 
God, Rory deserves so much better. I bet it's chill in that haunted house, though. I bet it's like a party in there. No, they're going to be mean to him because they're all demons. That's they're true. not nice. That's true. Fair enough. Um, He's just a little <laughs> ghost boy. and They locked him in a room with the Grim Reaper. I took my notes on my computer for this one because I watched half of the movie on campus. Um, yeah. But I also have my notebook right next to my computer where I usually have it. So I've got my Bugs Life notes, like, open next to me. And I keep yeah. looking over at it and being like, what? What, are, what am I talking about with, like, Ladybug <laughs> gender studies? Like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, wait, what wait, wait. What part wait, of wait, the wait. conjuring? Like, I'm yeah. glad this is a Disney World. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. And then, so we're at the point where, like, shit's really hitting the fan at the house, right? And, like, yeah. the mom gets possessed. And they're like, it's just, I don't know, I don't, maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention because I was kind of writing and doing other stuff at the same time. But, like, it's really unclear what's, like, really happening with each of the five daughters, right? Yeah. Because, There's, like, one too many daughters. Yeah. So, like, they go to the house and it's like, oh, mom took that little girl. Or no, because the, the family's staying somewhere else. They're, like, at a motel. Um, right. So they go to the motel, and they're like, oh, mom got up and took one of the girls. I don't know what for. She just left. And it's like, oh, she's taking her to the house to kill her because it has to be in the house. Yeah. Well, she takes the youngest daughter, which makes sense because that's right. the one that was playing with Rory. But, Franklin. <laughs> but they also bring Nancy, who's the one who had who got her leg pulled on. So maybe that's why she was also important. She brought two daughters? But, yeah, remember, because Nancy's in the car when the bird flies in through the window. Right. I th- Okay, I yeah. Bet, I guess it's just it's just random what daughter she takes. Because you think yeah. that she would take the sleepwalker and also the little girl with the music box. But she takes the little girl with the music box and also just Nancy, who just, like, had the same amount of spooky experiences. Right. And, like, the... Because what I was confused about was, like, we got there... In my mind, when I was watching it, I thought she only took the one daughter. So they got there, and they find the daughter, they take her, and they put her in the car, and they're like, stay here. And then they go back to inside, and all the people are like, April, where's April? April! And they're like, tearing the house apart looking for April, and I was like, who's April? Like, what is, like, which one is that? Why are we looking for her? I didn't even know she was here. Um, And then, like, the, like, teenage assistant that they have, who, like, has that rapport with the police officer... And who they kind of imply is, like, starting to have a relationship with the teenage daughter. They, like, focus a lot on him, like, looking for her really frantically. So I was like, oh, maybe April's the teenage daughter? But I don't think it was. No. Was it? No, April is the little girl with who's friends with Rory. Oh, then who's the one in the car? That's Nancy. That's the one with the short hair who got her leg pulled on and saw the guy behind the door. Okay, okay. I still don't know who that guy behind the door is, by the way. Right, yeah. I don't know yeah. who that is. I don't know, different thing. Um, <laughs> the, Just another fucking ghost. Who right. cares? God damn it. <laughs> but then there's that moment where a, a bat smashes through the car window that I think is really funny. No, it's a bird. It's literally the birds. It, like, makes, it makes a bat sound. I think there's bats and birds. It probably does, but yeah. But yeah, because there, there's that really cool scene before where one bird of like flies into the window, breaks his neck, and dies. And it's like, oh, scary, grotesque. Right. But then they have this scene where there's just like 10 billion birds and they're all just like smashing into all the windows. <laughs> right. And it just it just gets a little bit silly. <laughs> right. Um, also, uh, I really like the moment where uh, 
like they're downstairs and the mom's like tied to the chair and she's freaking out because she's possessed and they're like yeah. we gotta we gotta do the exorcism right now because like they went to the church before and they were like well the kids aren't baptized and they're not part of the church so it's like kind so of a we bureaucratic don't give a shit. well it's not even that it's just like it, the vibe is like so there's like a lot more paperwork involved and it's gonna take a hot yeah. minute um and they're like, okay, I guess that's fine. Like, we'll we'll deal with it until then. But then it's like, we gotta do it now. And Ed's like, I have to do the exorcism myself. And I almost wish he had, like, a badass leather jacket to, like, take off when he says that. Like, roll up yeah. his sleeves, you know? Like, I <laughs> like wish they, someone's like, giving birth in the back of a car. <laughs> right, exactly. I wish they, like, really made a meal out of it. But they're yeah. kind of understated about it. No, um, they're, they're in too deep. <laughs> to start having fun now. Um, so, yeah, like... I mean, the whole exorcism is very, very cool. They have her, like, tied up, and she's got the sheet over her head, and she, like, pukes blood into it, and she, like, flips upside down. And it's all really, really cool, until the ghost tries to shoot them with a gun, and that's kind of... <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. And also, just this is just, like, a little nitpick of, like, the main, like, villain of the story, because the way that he, like, really... Like, the way he, like, gets her is that he, like, says her name, and he's like, Bathsheba, go to hell! And she's like, no, I will! But, uh, <laughs> it's like, of course she's gonna be fucking evil. Her name's Bathsheba. Like, who married <laughs> her and thought that she wouldn't murder her child? Right. Like, I don't know. I guess it's, like, 18-whatever, but, like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I almost feel like, because in reality, I mean, reality, quote-unquote, like, <laughs> yeah. exorcisms are, like, a really... They're almost like a scientific thing, right? Like, you've got to do this and then this. There's, like, a really rigid structure to it, from what I know. Yeah. Um, and the fact that in this movie, they're just kind of like, oh, I say the words, but then I'm like, oh, I don't know, and I hold out the cross, and I say, Bathsheba, fuck you, and, like, that kind of works, and, like, it just seems like they're kind of playing it by ear. I don't know. And then I put some holy water on her, and then, he, and then she doesn't like it, and I thought she <laughs> would like it, right? but she didn't. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like I kind of wish, like, I would have liked to see more like a real. more realistic exorcism, kind of. Yeah, is, I guess what I'm saying. Yeah. Why didn't the baby crawl on the ceiling and turn its head all around? <laughs> like in a like real, in real exorcism. Life. Yeah, like in my real life. Um. Okay. I. And then the mom vomits some more. <laughs> right. But then it's, like, all good, right? Like, they get her, yeah. and everything's exercised from her, and the family's together, and everything's really happy. Yeah. Um, and but it's, like, this happy so... ending. And then the way that they end the movie is they, they like... They over Rory. Well, yeah. Well, they put Rory in the thing, and then it's, like, blah, and there's this quote from Ed Warren about how demons are real, and they'll kill you, and it's, like, blah. And then the credits are, like, spooky newspaper coverage with, like, crazy music and, like, horrible scary font over it. And I'm like, this totally undermines, like, the whole, like, vibe of this movie, I feel like. Yeah, but what's what's really weird about the ending of this movie is, like, do they, 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 like, move back into the house, though, right? Like... I think so, yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, it's their house. But, so, I guess I just don't understand... Maybe this is just, like, with my own, like, ghost philosophy. So they got rid of the witch because she was evil. But are the rest of the ghosts still there? They took Rory with them because they're horrible, mean people. Right. But, like, are there, is, like, the maid and Rory's mom still there? Like, I don't know. How does the ghost... I don't know how the ghost right. lore works. But, yeah. I mean, I've said it before. Like, my main... I, th- I think of this as a very wholesome movie, right? Like, you do. <laughs> it's very much about, like, a family coming together and, like, working together to, like, solve problems and, like, work things out and make things good again. And it's got a very happy ending. And, like, 
the fact that they end it with like but demons will kill you and like crazy horrible scary credits is just like that wasn't the vibe I had right now yeah. like I wish they would have like ended it with like not like super crazy but just like regular title words with like maybe like some bird sounds in the background like not like happy music but just like calmness you know I would have really yeah. liked that I think that would have been nice yeah do you disagree no, I agree with you. I was just thinking, I was like, if any movie, like, should have had a friendly ghost in it, it would be this movie, because <laughs> it's, it's so very wholesome. wholesome. I just want a friendly ghost, and there wasn't one. Right. And I mean, you know, I was thinking about it this time while I was watching it, that, like, maybe part of the reason that I'm so attached to these movies is that, like, the main character of, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren is basically, like, a guy who's, like, a dad but is also very religious but is also very scientifically minded in his own kind of way Mm -hmm. and like that is just our our dad (laughs) okay (laughs) he like our dad's a pastor and his dad was a nuclear physicist so like he's like got a very much like a scientific streak to him but he's you know deeply religious because he's a pastor and that's just like that's just i don't know it's kind of our family in its own sort of way and i feel like that might be why part of why i resonates so strongly with this story and mom had a raggedy and doll it's all connecting (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) also there's that time that uh a ghost tried to shoot dad (laughs) (laughs) right it took me a second to remember that that was a thing that happened in the movie and i was like yeah because it's really weird dad never told me what no (laughs) (laughs) what did (laughs) um i think i don't think i've told the story before on the podcast but it's my favorite story. This was in our old, old house, which was a fairly new house. It was it was definitely not haunted. But, like, one night I was just, like, super scared and psyching myself out. So I, like, got up, got up and I, like, went to mom and dad's room and I woke up dad. And I was like, dad, I'm really scared. I think there's a ghost in my room. And my dad just looks at me and he goes, Adeline, this house isn't old enough to have a ghost in it. And then he just <laughs> rolled over and went to sleep. <laughs> And I'm, like, 12, maybe. That's so funny. That doesn't even really seem like a dad kind of thing to say. Like, no. that's so good. <laughs> he didn't tell me. He's like, oh, Adelaide, the ghost still exists. Like, go back to sleep. He was just like, Adelaide, this house isn't old enough to have a ghost in it. I was like, Dad. Wrong that's thing really to good. say. Um, so, yeah. Uh, all said and done, I love this movie. I um, a very good movie. maybe we could do the second one at a certain point, but like, yeah. the second one is very much like a lot of people didn't like it as much because it wasn't quite as like highbrow, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like it got a little bit schlockier and a little bit more like monster based. Yeah, and like because that's the one where they introduce like the nun and like the the crooked man is the other one that's like this crazy oh, yeah. weird monster. Um. And it's like there is just a ghost that's a that's a dude who is a guy who died, but it's like it's also like just in terms of like the storytelling, it's not quite as clean, but it is a little bit more stylish, I think. I don't know. I mm-hmm. ended up I like that one better than the first one, just a little bit. Um But like, yeah, I don't know, maybe we should go I don't know, maybe we'll just save it for next year. We'll watch Conjuring 2 <laughs> on our yeah. on Halloween. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so, Adeline, did you watch the Birds of Prey trailer yet? I did. YouTube forced me to. Yeah, I don't know. I was happy about it, but they, that's just all, that's just how I saw it. <laughs> right. 
I'm just honestly, to me, the biggest takeaway is that I'm just losing my mind over that shot where Margot Robbie actually lady in a tramps with a hyena in real life. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What yeah. the fuck? How do you? How could you? How could you do that? Like, how do you get a hyena to do that? <laughs> like hyenas are like famously the most like ruthless like predators on the planet. Yeah. And they're just like, we're going to feed it some licorice and you're going to do a Lady of the Trip thing with it. And Margot Robbie's just like, okay. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) Give me a million dollars. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm very excited about this movie. I I don't know if it's going to be, like, highbrow and good. I do think it's going to be a... It, I do think it's gonna be party girl time, and I'm very happy right. about that. Like, and I we'll, think it's just gonna be super fun. Yeah, and well, you can't help but notice that there aren't any special effects shots in the trailer. Yeah, like it's because all because they just, learned their lesson. Like, yeah, I guess so. It's all just like practical stuff that they're doing, and like, it seems like DC is making a really concentrated effort to sort of scale back their stuff mm-hmm. because they don't have the same kinds of budgets that that Marvel has. You know, yeah, because they they fucked up and they can't they can't pretend that they right. didn't. <laughs> well, and it's also because they don't they're not their parent company isn't the most wealthy corporation on the planet. You know, like also. they're not they're not they're not getting the same amount of inflow as Marvel is. Um, they're not a rich kid like Marvel. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. But like, and it sort of it sort of showed, right? Like they put a yeah. lot of their a lot of their special effects money into Aquaman, and that worked out really well. Like that movie looked great. But then Shazam, on the other hand, like, clearly had, like, the smaller budget of the two that came out in that yeah. sort of area. And Shazam was, like, re- it really didn't look very good as far as, like, special effects were concerned. Um, and I think they saw it and they were like, okay, maybe our eyes were a little bit bigger than our stomachs with the special effects on this one. So, like, they're following it up with Joker, which presumably is not going to have any because it's just, like, a dude yeah, in the 70s. Yeah, it's very real, yeah. Um, and this movie seems to be very much, like, not especially VFX-based. So I can't help but wonder... Nice. Yeah, it is. It's nice. It feels cool. The, um... Uh, I'm trying to think what their next movies are that are coming out. Um, what is... Uh, Suicide Squad coming out. I think that might be the next one after Birds of Prey. Hold on. I'm st- I'm still totally just my mind is just boggled by the fact that they're just starting over with Suicide Squad. Okay, they're, they're not like, starting over. We've been over this. They're not. Have no. we been over this? Okay. Yeah, because it was just like this weird marketing move DC tried to pull, where they were yeah. like, okay, so we're gonna make another. Um, hold on, just a second. I need to concentrate on Googling something really quick. Okay. Um, So DC was like, okay, everybody hated Suicide Squad, right? But um, we're a a big movie corporation right now, and that means that (laughs) making something that somebody has has already heard of is always better than something new, always. Yep. So they're like, we can't just get rid of Suicide Squad. It's a name that people know now. Mm -hmm. Um. So they were like, but we know everybody hates it. So they were like, hey, we got James Gunn and it's going to be a hard reboot of Suicide Squad. And they were like, everyone was like, what is it? And they were like, yeah. And then James Gunn was like, no, it's not. <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah, we're going to cast um, Idris Elba in it. And everyone was like, is he Deadshot? And DC was like, didn't say anything. It's like, oh, okay, so Idris Elba's Deadshot. And then James Gunn was like, no, Idris Elba's not Deadshot. <laughs> like, this is just a sequel. Like... <laughs> They're trying yeah, to distance themselves from the original movie as much as they can, but this is still the but same. it's literally just a sequel? Yeah. Yeah, okay. like Margot Robbie's still in sense. it. 
the guy who played Captain Boomerang is still in it. Like all didn't this stuff. Did they kill Captain Boomerang? No, they super didn't. Um, American guy. No, that's Slipknot. Oh, Slipknot. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I got these. Because neither oh, of them play a big role in the movie. Right, yeah. Oh, Wonder Woman is the next after Birds of Prey. Oh, that's right. Which is going to... Well, first of all, they're copying Thor. Second of all, I think it's going to be very fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm still Probably just Probably because they're copying Thor. <laughs> but yeah, like the top build right now are still Gal Gadot and um, Chris Pine, which is like, he died in the last one. And this one's set yeah, in the it's, 80s. So well, like, it's, it's going to be an alternate universe. But listen, my childhood of Wonder Woman was reading her comic books from the 70s at the library. So if they don't, because there was like a thing in the 70s Wonder Woman where she like lost her powers for a little bit, but was still like being Wonder Woman. That was super fun. So instead of wearing her Wonder Woman outfit, she had just like a bunch of different like fashion outfits that she would wear all the time. And if that isn't a part of this movie, I'm going to riot. (laughs) Because one of those outfits, she's literally like in a white trench coat and like white, like super tall white heeled boots right and it's a look and i'm gonna be super mad if they don't use that in this movie yeah i think that that comic book series that you read at the library yeah i think that was a more modern one that was just like set in the past or had like an older style to it yeah because something I read it when tells I was very me young and i don't right. remember what it was yeah i've been i just read a book about batman by glenn weldon and, like, talking about the kind of things that DC was doing, like, in the 70s. Like, that sort of thing seems like a really big creative swing for <laughs> comic books at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it might have been the 80s. I don't know. But I, I don't really know. Maybe don't I'm remember wrong. What, I really don't remember what issues it was or, like, what who the writer was. I don't right. know. Yeah, I was, it was just something I was eight and there the was library. a comic book about a girl, so yeah. I read it. <laughs> but anyway, Birds of Prey, it's just like, because uh, it's Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn coming back. Yay. And it's presumably... They're going to let her do a really good job, and I think it'll be really good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we'll see. But, um, and, like, we think probably Jared Leto's Joker is going to be in it. <laughs> but it's, like, hard to say. They haven't, like, made an announcement yet. I don't know. I, well, because I think they don't know if they want to say. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm not entirely sure if... I'm not, like, 100% positive they will bring him back. But I think... Yeah, I don't know. It would, because DC It would be weird so... to bring him back in a movie that's supposed to be about Harley Quinn being on her own. Right. And especially because everyone hated that Joker. It yeah. would just be a weird... Like, it, it, it feels like Harley Quinn distancing herself from the Joker feels like a metaphor for how much DC is trying to distance himself from Jared Leto the Joker, right. you know? But I would say, like, the Joker is looking for her, right? Her having yeah. to, like, fight to distance herself from somebody, I think, is a in- more interesting story than just, like... That's true. I did it. I distanced myself from him. <laughs> yeah, you know? bye. I did it. Anyway, um, I'm going to go to the grocery store. <laughs> but, um, regardless... I would watch that movie, Harley yeah. Quinn goes to the grocery store. <laughs> but, like, DC is so, like, fractured right now. Yeah. Like, they don't seem to have any plans to, like, build to any big Justice League ever again, it looks like. Which I'm very happy about. Yeah, and they're like, oh, here's the Joker, it's a different continuity. Oh, here's Matt Reeves' as Batman, which is a different continuity. It's just like... Mm-hmm. So I guess they just don't really give a shit anymore. Like, they're using this, like, continuity they've built 
like sometimes if it's beneficial for them but if it's not they just won't i guess so like i love that so much more because what me what made me so mad about the dc movie franchise is that marvel spent so much time establishing their characters and making movies before they came together for the avengers and dc saw how good that went and what a success it was so it was like oh we can do that and then did the most half-assed boring terrible version of it and <laughs> right, nobody exactly. liked it yeah and so it's like yeah like dc if you just like made crazy movies that people liked i would be so much more happy with you as a concept right and that's pretty much what they're doing you still haven't seen wonder or uh aquaman or shazam but those movies no, are both I really good yet. um I actually, I'm kind of, like, less impressed with Shazam, like, the more often I think back on it and, like, watch I've it again. I've heard it's very funny. I yeah. haven't heard that it's very good. Like, I had a good time while I was there, but then, like, yeah. afterwards. Like, I, I watched most of it when we thought we were going to do Shazam for an episode, but then we changed our minds. And yeah. I was kind of like, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not like, it's just, mad it's at just it. fun. Yeah. It's um, everything a Shazam movie needs to be. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's just the way that this whole thing is going, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. because Marvel's clearly not building up to anything huge. They've like no, they're an- just we're just partying. Yeah, they've announced their whole thing. It's like we did it. Now we're just gonna like hang out for a while, you know? Yeah. Which isn't to say they're not making movies. I just mean like they're not like on. They're not like working towards something. They're just like doing their thing. Yeah. Like, here's something There's about this. There's no guy. overlapping plot and yeah. much anymore. Um, and I think DC has sort of learned from that approach. I mean, DC was kind of doing it first, but they weren't really doing it on purpose first. <laughs> um, yeah. They're just like I think that's okay. I think we're cool to just hang out and like do our thing one at a time, you know. Yeah. Um, the only thing that bothers me out about that, though, is I want Henry Cavill's Superman to come back, because I like him a lot. Yeah. And his stupid CGI mustache. <laughs> yeah. But, like... And that one shot in Justice League where his forehead is cut out of frame. <laughs> but, like, in Shazam, there's this moment where they're like, oh, and Superman's here, but they do this super bullshit thing where, like, it's just, like, him from the neck down, and you don't see his face. Yeah. And it's like and it's it's supposed to be like funny, but it's yeah, just not. it's just like so obvious that like they didn't want to pay Henry Cavill to show up for this movie. Yeah. So it's just like okay, cool. When are we actually gonna get Henry Cavill back? Because I actually super like him as a performer in the role of Superman. Yeah. Actually, though, God. remember the Justice League movie? <laughs> we should do that on the podcast. I think. See, we just, you both mean you love Batman vs. Superman because we think it's the funniest movie on the planet. But, like, Justice League is just, like, I forget that Justice League was a real movie sometimes. Yeah, I know. it's just, it's like, okay, so we got to throw Superman into into the soup to bring him back to life. But now he's <laughs> evil. And um, aliens also? Something yeah, else Steppenwolf is happening. Steppenwolf is there. Fan favorite yeah. character Steppenwolf is the bad guy. He, he steps in a wolf. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's just like the – and it's it's so weird because like Zack Snyder had this whole vision for like up through Justice League 2, right? He yeah. was like going to tell this whole story and then there was that post credit scene at Justice League where it's like – Lex Luthor, like, hiring Deathstroke and being like, we're going to get together whatever DC's supervillain team is called. And Mm -hmm. that was, like, part of Zack Snyder's thing. But then DC, like, decided they didn't want to do that anymore. (laughs) They're like, Zack Snyder, please don't. And so now they're just not gonna. Like, I don't get it. Like... 
Yeah. And I have to wonder, like, if we're ever going to pick up on that again. If, like, five years from now, they're going to drop Justice League 2 and it'll be like, oh, there it is. God. <laughs> but, like, I would hate that. I would hate that so much. <laughs> but what if it was good, though? What if they, like, actually... Yep. If it was good, I would like it. See, if it's not good, I won't like it. Because that's the thing, is I feel like DC has got their shit together and they know what they're doing right now. And the yeah. reason that um, Justice League was so bad was because it had such a troubled production, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They literally, like, made two halves of a movie and glued them together. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, and, like, and it feels like it. exactly, yeah. So, like, if you did a Justice League two, like picking up those like Snyder threads, and it will be like, like Frozen two, where they'll actually have time to make <laughs> exactly. Something it'll be exactly like that. Um, it's gonna be exactly that, like Frozen two. <laughs> presuming that Frozen two is actually good, we haven't seen it. Yet. I, oh God, I hope Frozen two is good. Maybe I really we'll want Frozen two. I want Frozen two to just be like a fucking masterpiece like in a perfect <laughs> right. world i just yeah, want frozen no, 2 too. to just like rule school that's what i want um we've not spent a lot of time talking about birds of prey specifically <laughs> yeah well it's because i mean it's just because birds of prey is a product of something bigger that's going on in dc right so that's why i mean like i'm and i mean it's a, it's a pretty short trailer it doesn't show you a lot of like what's going on like it doesn't right. even really show you the whole birds of prey team it's like really just about harley quinn right. which is fine because i love harley quinn right but yeah i don't know it's not it's not the world's best trailer <laughs> i'm just freaking out about the hyena to be honest yeah you just you just want to chill with the hyena the hyena is mean, like the raddest thing in the world to me that's one of the cooler things like harley quinn's like how cool harley quinn is is like solely dependent on like what story she's in and who's right. writing for her but like that's one of like the cool things that comes out of a harley quinn is that sometimes she just has a pet hyena and i think that's <laughs> right. very fun yeah um like i think that's great <laughs> <laughs> so have you heard about this like leaked plot for the movie that came out like a few months ago? No, I just I just don't trust any of that stuff anymore. Well, yeah, exactly. It's and it not feels true. it's the kind of thing that feels like a smear campaign, right? Yeah. Like somebody it leaked is. that like the Black Mask, Ewan McGregor's character, Black Mask yeah. was going to be this gay man who was a supervillain and was trying to like and the whole thing was like super whack and like really problematic. And yeah. it was like, I wasn't sure if it was somebody who was left-leaning putting that out to make people not want to see it, or somebody who was right-leaning being like, look, they're going to ruin Black Mask by making him gay, and just made it super problematic on accident. But, like, yeah. regardless, there was this weird leak about, like, how Black Mask was going to be this gay man, and he was going to do all these evil things while, like, seducing men and, like, all this stuff, and it was like... Okay, like I don't. That yeah. doesn't seem right, but whatever. Like, yeah, I don't I, know. I'm like ninety percent sure you're making this up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and we'll see. It's the kind of thing that's like gone around, right? It's not like somebody yeah. said that. It's like people people have been kind of taking it seriously, but yeah. I still don't. Well, think I mean, it's... there was like the original script of Wonder Woman that was written by Joss Sweden that was just right. whack. Yeah, that everybody hated. <laughs> um. And that yeah. turned out to be real, so... <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look it up really quick, because I want to I wanna say specifically what it was like. Oh, okay, that's what it was. So it was, like, the... That Ewan McGregor's character was gonna be, like, this sexy gay man, and that he was, like, trying to get this diamond the whole movie, but it turns out that, like, inside the diamond was, like, a chip that had his sex tape on it. <laughs> and he didn't want... That's just... Out in the public, I guess. That's... That's just stupid. Yeah, it's, it's just even, stupid. Like, but I like, don't know. It's a little, 
it's it's not horribly problematic. Yeah. It is dumb though. It is just dumb and like not. I don't it's, know. I hope that yeah, that's dumb. Um, I'm fine with Ewan McGregor just like only playing like homosexually charged characters. I'm fine with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but that's stupid, and I hope they don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Like, like if he's gay, great. That's fine. You have to be careful when it's the villain, though, because you could it's a slippery slope. Right. But, like, don't have this, that sex thing is stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe it's not even real. Maybe it is real and it's bad. Maybe it is real yeah. and it's actually really good. Who's to say? My favorite thing that's going on with, like, leaks and stuff like that is that people just like writing articles about every single every single stupid rumor that comes out about the new Star Wars movie. Right. And they're all based on nothing and they're all really dumb. Yeah. No, there was this big thing that was going around where everybody was reporting that like Marvel is losing confidence in Brie Larson and Captain Marvel as a character. Which is just because everybody hates Brie Larson for no reason cuz she is like, I don't know, vocal about things but like yeah, it's like it's because she's like not conventionally attractive right well i don't think that's true well she she's attractive in like a butch way you know like not in like a yeah i guess um yeah but like the point remains is like there's this huge groundswell because like you know like men's rights activists like hate captain marvel as an idea and like brie larson yeah. is like famously and it's like you can think that she's irritating like that yeah that's, that's your, your right, right as a person yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like i don't know and there's this whole thing that's just like and so there was this rumor based on absolutely nothing that they're like they're gonna cancel all the captain marvel stuff and they don't disney doesn't like brie larson anymore because they saw that feminism doesn't work for consumers or whatever, which is like, not yeah, even don't true. mess with history. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that was like just this whole thing. Like, as soon as you started to look through, like, where was all coming through, was just like nonsense. And like, everybody was yeah. reporting on it at the same time. And it's like, okay, Jesus. Yeah. There's this weird, like, in films specifically, there's like an article can just be based on nothing. Like, especially in a film, it's just like, what do you think? I'll report right. about it. <laughs> It's like, I fucking hate Brie Larson. And then everyone around you who sees that article is like, does everyone hate Brie Larson? And it's like, no, this was just some random dude's opinion. Right, yeah. Like, all of the, all of those stupid articles, they're like, is Ray fucking Kylo Ren's fucking brother-in-law's son's Darth Maul? It's like, God, who fucking cares? Right. <laughs> like, you're, you're gonna be wrong. Just wait for the movie to come out. God damn it. <laughs> I feel... I mean, we're just having a weird conversation for the second half of this, and that's okay. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I feel like we're, like, an hour and a half into this podcast. If somebody is with us for this long, they'll probably enjoy this. Um, <laughs> the, like, I don't know. I guess I'm just ready for Star Wars to be over. Like, it's just the kind of thing that I feel like we have all just as a culture have been thinking about too much. <laughs> and we're yeah. just, like, ready to let it go, I think. I mean, it's like... <sighs> Remember, there was, like, for a really long time when, like, Star Trek was so huge that people, like, made a religion about it. And, right. like, now we barely talk about Star Trek anymore. Yeah. I feel like we're, like, we're at, like, the religion part of Star Wars, and we just need to get to the part where it's, like, right. on the outskirts of pop culture. Yeah, no, I feel it. Because, like, you know, I mean, obviously it's all based around Last Jedi, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Jedi was so crazy divisive, and it became this weird political sticking point for so many people. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, 
Disney with their cuck liberal agenda, like, fuck off. Why they got to make girls in it all the time? Why Why do you have girls? But then there's also people who just, just don't like it, which is fine, but they have fine. to, like, yeah. but they come off, like, incels where they like say they don't yeah. like it. And it's like, this is just all so much of a huge thing. And now because yeah. I like it, I feel like I have to love everything about it, but I don't. Like, yeah. I thought it was very exactly. good, really but not like perfect. It. Like, yeah, it's it's a movie. I liked it. Leave me alone. And then I have to be like, oh, I do think that, you know, they sort of bungled this plot point. And then everyone's like, aha. And you're like, well, no, but I. <laughs> Shut up. It just feels like, I don't know. It's so hard to, like, yeah. talk about. I don't know. And, like, yeah. I'm just ready. And there's so much weird attitude about episode nine about people being like, oh, I, don't, I don't even bother anymore. But still talking about it all the time. Or yeah, like, they won't shut up yeah, about it. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, I'm ready for this movie to be out and we can just be done with it. And we can like chill like, for like the three years or whatever it is until the next Ryan Johnson one comes out and like. Is that what you call your penis? <laughs> enjoy the Mandalorian and just like chill out about it. Yeah. It's just, I. What's so funny about The Force Awakens is that so, everyone was so, well, not everyone, but very specific people were very mad about how they use Luke's character. And it's like, point to me in the Star Wars universe where Luke was a god. Do you remember in the last movie where he almost killed his own father? Do you remember <laughs> that part? Right. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's like... Eh. And I, it, it's not about cringe culture, because I hate cringe culture. Right. But, like, I feel like sometimes people just need to take a step back and be like, it's just, it's just a movie. It's just media. Right. And it yeah. can mean a lot to me. And it can mean a lot to other people. But at the end of the day, it is still just a piece of media that I will interpret right. how I interpret and other people will interpret how they interpret. Yeah. And I can't. There's, it's stupid to fight about. Sorry, guys. Yeah. It's stupid. And I just, like, can't imagine, like, I don't know. I guess I can't imagine it, but it's just, like, I would hate to live a life where I am so angry about this kinds of thing, right? Yeah. Like, it just sounds like an unpleasant way to yeah. live. Well, that's, like, even, like, I love this piece of media, and they make a movie about it, and that movie is bad. It's right. like, well, I'm probably going to be, like, disappointed, because that was a thing that I liked, and right. it wasn't good. And that's totally fine. But there's always this weird hatred behind it, and I never understand it. Especially with, like, sequels and stuff. It's like, you will always have that original piece of yeah, media. Yeah, it turns like, into, like, fury. Anything that you will do... Yeah, it's not going to ruin the thing that you already have. And I say this all the time, but I think it's hilarious when people are like, they're going to ruin Star Wars. And it's like, guys, we have ruined Star Wars so many right. times. Like, it's not it's not a new thing to yeah. ruin Star Wars. But yeah, like, I, I love It, Chapter 1. That's, like, one of my favorite movies of 2017, which was a great movie yeah. year. Like, I was super into that movie. I loved it. And then yeah. It Chapter 2 came out, and they, like, switched out all the writers, and, like, they got a different cinematographer, and it like it had that weird scene where like Pennywise like kills a gay man or something. Yeah, and it just wasn't that good. Like it wasn't horrible, but I was just like that was kind of a big letdown, you know. Yeah. But it's like. But you, you still have it I'm, chapter one. Yeah, I'm disappointed about it. I'll probably I still kind of like it. You know, I might watch it again sometime. It was very long, but like you know, I'm not angry. Like, the, the emotion I feel isn't rage, and I don't feel like I need to yeah. take anything out on anybody. Like, the fact that it's, not only that it's anger, but the fact that it's so, like, directionalized. Like, the fact that oh, yeah. something happened and it was 
bad and that means that you have to take action against it is like a way of thinking that would just make me miserable yeah oh man twitter is a plague on society i'm going to be the first to say it okay (laughs) the ability to just like be like even in a not direct way but to be able to communicate with the creators of things so that if you are an angry person you can yell at them right yeah pretty it sucks a lot i don't like it (laughs) okay do you want to hear a one half of one star review of the conjuring (laughs) One half of one star? Sure. This is by Letterboxd user Aaron. Um, Aaron. A-A-R-O-N, just Aaron. He says... A-A-Ron? Why did I even watch this abysmal piece of tripe? Now, I'll admit (laughs) that with most horror films, I do jump when the music escalates and something is intended to scare the shit out of you. But with this, I couldn't stop myself from laughing every time something quote-unquote scary happened. And looking at the reviews on here from people I follow, some of you actually liked this? That's almost as funny as this was. Wow, what a, what an asshole. This guy's so cool. <laughs> he didn't think it was scary at all. Oh my gosh. He probably doesn't think The X-Files is scary either. Wow, I bet his favorite movie is The Watchmen. <laughs> My name's Jackson McMurray. My name's Allied McMurray. And this is No Nerds Allowed. And I hate The Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you actually like this? That's almost as funny as the movie was. Footies. Oh, you thought this was scary? I thought it was funny. Did you not think that? Because, like, that, was, that wasn't scary. That was funny. <laughs> It's just my weird twisted humor, you know? (laughs) My favorite show is Family Guy.